And looking to lock it in, but McIntyre again able to block. Still, Lashley does not have his fingers together. Uh, but Lashley is close. He is very, very close. His fingers just inches apart for Lashley. Oh, this is a battle of wills. McIntyre looking to stay out of the hurt. Oh, my goodness. That is one way to get out of the situation. McIntyre's down, but quickly back to his feet. Well, this match is taking its toll on McIntyre. Oh, wait, 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 Lashley trying to somehow trap McIntyre toward the ropes. Does the champion have anything left in his eyes? And it forces the break. Man, Joe, if you're Drew McIntyre, what is going through your mind now? We're wondering what Bobby Lashley is made out of. I mean, the amount of punishment he has taken, and he is still, and he is still standing. But Byron. McIntyre. And then again, if you're Bobby Lashley right now, you got to be thinking, what do I have to do to somehow leave WrestleMania with my WWE Championship? And let's not forget, McIntyre still has one weapon left. You see McIntyre attempt to use that claymore, was unsuccessful earlier on. This is Raymond James Stadium. This is Tampa Bay. This is WrestleMania. This is for the WWE title. McIntyre and Lashley in a slugfest. Now, do you want more? It's about who wants it the most. McIntyre now driven in into the top turnbuckle by Lashley. And now Bobby Lashley turns into a kick by McIntyre. That'll stop Lashley in his tracks. Oh, Glasgow kiss. Lashley looks a little rocked. In the corner. Here it comes. Here comes the Claymore. Wait a minute. MVP, MVP caused a distraction. Screaming at McIntyre. Lashley took advantage. McIntyre was looking for the Claymore. And Bobby Lashley took advantage. And now Lashley looking for it again. Oh. Trying to get the hurt lock in. Is oh, it locked in? It's in. Oh, Lashley's got it in. Lashley's got the hurt locked in. McIntyre fading. McIntyre's fading. Lashley's got it in. Oh, McIntyre's a long way from salvation. Those ropes are in far, far way away. McIntyre trying to somehow fight out one last gasp against the champion. He's gonna do it. McIntyre's gonna do it. He's gonna power out of this. Yeah, but McIntyre's back down to one knee. Bobby Lashley's got the hurt lock in good. Look at the grip by Lashley around the back of the neck by McIntyre, who's trying to rally. Look at this, I told you. McIntyre digging down deep. He's back on his feet. McIntyre using the uh, the turnbuckle to his advantage, but Lashley oh, will not let go. There is no escape from Bobby Lashley. This has got to be excruciating pain for Drew McIntyre. The Almighty is just relentless. And, and McIntyre's fading. McIntyre is fading. McIntyre may be out. The official's right there. Hurt lock in and it's over. Bobby Lashley retains. Who's your winner? And still, the Almighty WWE Champion, Bobby Lashley. Wrestling fans. Tuesday. You people bought a ticket to see me, so shut up!
Luciana. Wrestling Tuesday with Jonathan Hood. First of all, Dusty Rhodes, I think what you are is a big, ugly, low-class, redneck dude. That's what I think you are. Yeah, I put it. I know I put it. But I'm most of all, the baddest man around in the world today. Follow the show at Wrestling TWT on Twitter and Instagram. But remember, my fireflies, as always, I'll light the way. And all you have to do is let me in. Tuesday, Wrestling Tuesday. The bottom line is, in all my magnificence, you're going to be mine all night long. Here's Jonathan Hood. Welcome in to Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday, a special edition. I'm Jonathan Hood. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram and on Twitter at WrestlingTWT. It's WrestlingTWT as we review WrestleMania from Tampa, Florida. It's in the books, and boy, what a great two-night event. I can't envision what that would have been like to sit through WrestleMania if it was just <laughs> if it's just one night. My goodness. A one-night affair, that would have been something, right? seven, eight hours through a rain delay and trying to get all the matches in. Thank goodness that that this particular show, WrestleMania, the crown jewel of them all, is actually a two-night event. Boy, you know, once you get in the ring, great things happen, and that's exactly what happened with the WWE with the WrestleMania event. So we'll go through some of the highlights of WrestleMania night one and night two. It was rain, it was thunderstorms, it was a delay. At the beginning, you watch WrestleMania and you could just tell behind the scenes because of the thunderstorms and lightning and the rain that was taking place in Tampa, all hell had to be breaking loose at the WWE as far as their set, their equipment, making sure it's covered with the rain, and of course, putting it on the air and you've got rain ponchos and Michael Cole, and God bless Michael Cole, that dude did the entire WrestleMania card, both night one and night two because of the COVID protocol on Tom Phillips. He couldn't do the shows, so Michael did it all, which is interesting in itself. Um, nevertheless, um, saw the rain and then having wrestlers come out doing promos like Shane McMahon and seeing Kevin Owens and others just having to have a live mic just to kind of get through the delay. But once he got in the ring, it was pretty special. So we'll talk about that. Um, the thing that really resonates with me the most is through... In this particular event for WrestleMania, 25,000-plus were there at Raymond James Stadium. That's the largest crowd since COVID-19. And uh, even the Super Bowl at the same venue didn't have as many fans' butts and seats in the stands. But the WWE was able to get that done. So they were able to achieve something special this past weekend for WrestleMania. So let's review both. You just heard... The WWE Heavyweight Championship matchup as the almighty Bobby Lashley defeated Drew McIntyre. I thought that was a terrific match and a great way to start off the show. And as the lineup was being uh, laid out on social media for night one, I kind of thought, well, this is a good spot to start the show by putting Bobby Lashley against Drew McIntyre, a match that was a coin flip, even though Bobby Lashley's the champion. You can see the push. They're trying to push Bobby Lashley. After all these years of him being in Impact Wrestling or being in the WWE, he finally is having a run here. 
And as I will tell you on these podcasts, there are a lot of things I have an issue with as far as the build to a lot of these matches. But once it's in the ring, once we get to those events, more times than not, it will pay off. Um, the storylines and the lack of baby faces in this company is mind-boggling to me. But either way, when you have a big event like WrestleMania, it worked out well. Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre, one of the best matches of all WrestleMania. Loved what I saw there as Bobby Lashley came out on top. Rollins smells blood right now. Look at the position Cesaro's in, Corey. Rollins has Cesaro in stop position. Seth going for the stop. Cesaro caught up And now Cesaro would set Rollins up on his shoulders. Oh, round and around we go. This is in an airplane spin. He calls this the UFO because he doesn't use any hands. That's not an unidentified object. That's Seth freaking Rollins. And Cesaro just spun him around effortlessly. That was incredible. No arms. WrestleMania, I think we're going swinging. Down along. Cesaro over Seth Rollins. And that's great for Cesaro because, again, another veteran talent that just wants to grab that brass ring. And for whatever reason, Vince McMahon said it himself on the Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast. I don't know if there's an issue with the language barrier with Cesaro or doesn't think that he's special. But Cesaro, if you're an ROH fan, you saw Claudio Castagnoli uh, in ROH, you know that he's a special talent and a freak of nature and is everything when it comes to professional wrestling and his love for wrestling. And Cesaro beating Seth Rollins uh, in that spot in WrestleMania was great. That did nothing. That didn't harm Seth Rollins at all for his future uh, with the company. But that was great for Cesaro. Both of these wrestlers competed in ROH, and to see this match in the ring, if you are a Cesaro fan or feel bad that Cesaro has not been able to get over the way he wants to, um, because he's been held back. This was for Cesaro fans. That was for the Cesaro section. Happy for Cesaro with the win over Seth Rollins. And it's amazing. Uh, an old move, like an old a move from the DuPont Network from like the 1950s, 1960s. A giant swing to have your opponent in that position. You've did this as a kid, so maybe to another kid, where you swing around and around and around with that giant swing. Um, that's something from the old school that used to be a finish. Uh, Gorilla Monsoon used that as well back in the day. Just spin your opponent around and around, then the neutralizer, that uh, gotch style pile driver uh, modified by Cesaro. 
cool, really cool ending, and it's well-deserved. That was an A-plus match, I thought, between Cesaro and Seth Rollins. Fighter. He's a fighter. Oh, wait, what, what? How is he doing? Whoa! Oh, my God! Are you kidding me? Okay, I've seen it all now. I have seen it all. This can't even believe it! I don't think anybody can believe it. What the hell it. was that? The WWE Universe can't believe it. A buddy destroyer. We've, we've seen personalities. I don't even know what to even say. We've seen a number of personalities from outside WWE perform here, but not at this no. level. There's no, there's no way anybody expected this. No, not at all. And don't tell me you did, Pucker. Lifelong fan, man. Lifelong fan. It just turns out like that. Buddy up now, top oh, rope. Still not what we got here. Bad buddy. Yes, it happened. The Miz and Morrison, after all this build, whatever you think of that build, the Miz and Morrison lost to Bad Bunny and Damian Priest. Now, the old school in me says that that's bad for business. How does Bad Bunny do the same moves as any wrestler that we see on the WWE roster? But you could just tell that Bad Bunny put a lot of time in to train for this and was on top of his game. You know, we talked on the previous podcast about Shaq and how smooth Shaq was in AEW in his official, official, official uh, in-ring debut. Bad Bunny outshined Shaq because Bad Bunny did all of these different moves, the flurry of punches and all these aerial moves. The same things that you see on Raw and SmackDown you saw from Bad Bunny. So clearly he took it seriously, going to the CWC Center and training for this, and it's as if Bad Bunny's been doing this for years. You sure Bad Bunny hasn't wrestled in Triple A? Uh, wrestled some place in Mexico, wrestled in overseas someplace in a mask? Because he was as smooth and as efficient uh, in this spot with Damian Priest as we've seen from any celebrity. And we've seen celebrities flip and flop there and just in there for a tag or two. Well, Bad Bunny was in there like he's been doing this for years. But that's the old school to me. It's like, oh, how do you allow this to happen? But this is where we are in 2021, right? This is where we are. And it's not turning back anytime soon. On the surface, you say, how is a musician able to do exactly what the wrestlers do? This is how it's set up. Now, I'm sure for a short amount of time, there was some press there for Bad Bunny 
uh, who I was not necessarily overly familiar with when he came to the WWE. You had to look him up and listen to some of his music. Uh, but they put Bad Bunny in a position where like, he is like the ultimate star, and he's spending time in the WWE to get this right. And so here we are. I can't fight City Hall in that. There's going to be someone else in AEW or the WWE or some other promotion that will train, and I don't know if they'll be as good and as really productive as Bad Bunny was in that, but that's one of the all-timers for for a guy that apparently loves wrestling enough to train for it and look as good as he did. Um, that was special. That was special for sure. But what are you going to do? How again, am I going to rant on here on TWT and tell you, oh, I, I can't believe this? Here's a guy here taking one of the spots from the boys, which I will say, hey, he's taking one of the spots from the boys. That could have been anyone else in the back team with Damian Priest to take on Miz Morrison, but it would not have the same acclaim. It would not have the same shine if it was Bo Dallas and Damian Priest against Miz Morrison or someone else. It would have, still would have been a very good tag team match, but the allure of Bad Bunny, someone who's outside of the WWE, spending that much time with the company, being in angles with Miz and Morrison, and then for Miz to take the pinfall on Bad Bunny, tsh, crazy, crazy shit. But here we are in the sports entertainment era where someone outside of the, the wrestling realm can come in and do the same thing that the wrestlers do. And, you know, if you really hone in on it, you say, well, what makes the wrestler special if Bad Bunny can do exactly what AJ Styles can do or someone else can do? Well, here we are. And I'm not going to, I mean, People enjoyed that because Bad Bunny did not embarrass himself, did not embarrass the WWE. And so hats off to him. He was in there. He wrestled. He looked good. Didn't embarrass himself. Uh, didn't miss any spots that I could see. It wasn't necessarily glaring missing spots. And Bad Bunny and Damian Priest win. Now, with Bad Bunny away, this will elevate Damian Priest, who I've been a fan of from the Indies. And now, hopefully, this will put Damian Priest in a position where he's not buried after this match, like Bobby Lashley was buried um, in the hair versus hair match with Donald Trump and Vince McMahon. Hopefully, this will elevate Damian Priest as a babyface to watch for the future. Go for it all for the top rope. This time she connects the cover and pitch for the championship. And Bates kicks out of two. And Belair can't believe it. Bianca Belair can't believe it. But She's got to regain her emotions. She's got to grab her emotions. Done. It can't be done. Bianca's dreams were just shattered before our very eyes. <sighs> Bianca nailed the 450. Great precision, tremendous impact. But Banks not going down that easy. Not at WrestleMania. But if you're Bianca Belair, Corey, you've got to get get back on the horse. You've got to go right after Banks. You've got to go back on the attack. I don't know if that's possible. I think Bianca may have just been emotionally destroyed. You saw the expression change in the challenger. Does she realize she's got the champion on the run? If, if, if Bianca's frustrated, she's much more likely to make a mistake. And Belair now with Banks up. Banks lands on her feet. Bianca and now again grabs the hair. Bianca wanted the KOD, and now Banks, Sasha wanted the backstabber, but Bianca too strong. And Bianca round and round they go, now Belair powering Banks up, KOD, no way, Set 
Bianca Belair wins the SmackDown Women's Championship as she defeats Sasha Banks. I don't feel bad for Michael Cole because I've been there with a bad call or just being confused by a call doing play-by-play. So I don't feel bad for him because I'm sure they'll figure that out at some point in uh, post-production and try to straighten out that moment. But he thought that Sasha Banks kicked out when that was a clear lateral press and a deep hook of the leg. That was the end. That was the finish. So (laughs) this match meant a lot. For a lot of reasons. And I think that Cole hit it right on the head. Let me talk about this for a second. So, during the pre-show, JBLs with Peter Rosenberg and with Kayla Braxton and Jerry the King Lawler and Booker T. And JBL, there as an analyst, said that Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks is not about... Two black women making history is just about history being the main event of WrestleMania. And JBL could not be more wrong. Of course, JBL has a lot of latitude to say whatever he wants because he and Vince McMahon are friends. You know, so if someone else said that, you know, obviously they would be in trouble. But the point is, is that JBL and the WWE and Vince McMahon have been close for very so for many, many years. JBL was wrong. And what Michael Cole did is he righted the wrong, I thought, in a big way, because at the beginning of this match, he talked about the history that was made. Night one of WrestleMania, it was two black women taking on one another, and that is black history. Uh, We have never seen that before in a main event of a major uh, pay-per-view like WrestleMania. So actually... JBL, that was black history. It was history, but it was black history as well as far as the professional wrestling slash sports entertainment is concerned. So JBL is wrong about that. Um, so just to have these two take on one another, again, we talk about the builds, right? Ah, oh, the build, the build. You know, the build was not great for these two. Uh, it was kind of piecemeal together. But once they were in the ring... Did you notice the emotion at the beginning of Bianca Belair seeing her parents at ringside, looking over and looking at Sasha Banks and almost both women, especially Bianca, about to burst into tears because there's 25,000 people at Raymond James Stadium. You are, are in the main event. They, The company believes in you so much that you're in the main event of WrestleMania with Sasha Banks. And Sasha Banks puts Bianca Belair over. And so we talk about emotion, the emotion of being in this big spot, being in this big moment. I know there's a lot of Sasha Banks stands out there that people that love Sasha Banks. I see it on my social media on Wrestling TWT all the time. Sasha Banks is 0-6 at WrestleMania. And... But she's very, very good at what she does. I saw the parallels to her being like the Ric Flair of... um, professional wrestling right now because she's so good that even if she loses it it doesn't put any stink on her she's good at putting others over flair did that for many many years i don't know if she's the flair of 2021 i don't i think even though i've seen that written several times i've retweeted that on wrestling twt on twitter i don't know if i believe that but i do believe that she is a special talent bianca belair if you go back to the archives of of this podcast i've told you Especially her time with NXT and then coming to WWE that I did not get it. I didn't get it with her. I know that she's powerful, but I did not see special in Bianca Belair. I thought that this is one of her better matches. This was an A 
plus match between the two, A minus, just move away the emotion of it uh, on what was uh, in front of us. Just the match I thought was very good. I thought it was very, very, very good between both of them. Um, don't know who the baby face is. Don't know who the heel is. All I know is that Bianca Belair took her long braid and you heard the snap the, right across the midsection that left a mark. I don't know what's on the end of that braid, but that's crazy, <laughs> right? That's some magic right there, man, because there there was a, a red mark across the abdomen of Sasha Banks as Bianca Belair with that long braid put it right on put it right on Sasha and ends up winning the matchup. So I can see these two across the country. I wouldn't mind seeing this 10 more times to see how Bianca Belair gets better and to see how Sasha Sasha Banks can win the championship back if that's going to be the case. But just, I love the history of it. I love that they were in the ring. I love that the promotion decided to put the SmackDown Women's Championship on the main event and not Bobby Lashley against Drew McIntyre. That says a lot for the trust that McMahon has in those two to be able to send people home happy. And I know that, again, Sasha Banks fans are not happy with that, but she'll be around and she'll have a lot more great matches. A couple other things that stood out to me for um, for night one of WrestleMania, of course, the steel cage match. Again, weird build. The whole stupid thing where McMahon's, uh, Vince McMahon's son, Shane, is calling uh, Braun Strowman stupid. Well, I mean... I thought that was a very good cage match. Of course, the high spot's always going to be Shane doing something crazy, right? How many more bumps will Shane McMahon take? You know, off the cage into the, down to the ring, and just taking a beating, right? Taking a beating. It's a weird thing. It's probably another podcast that I've got to do. But Shane is really, really trying to show his dad that he's somebody. It's weird, right? Why does Shane have to continue to take these bumps for his dad to prove something? That to prove to his dad he loves the business. Shane doesn't have to make these do these bumps to the point where you become numb to it because oh, if Shane is in that uniform and that baseball top, and if he's in those with those Jordans on, he's gonna do something crazy. He's gonna fly off the top of the cage or land on a table. Why? Why did it happen? And, And once again, even though the build was stupid. And odd, I thought that the steel cage match was pretty good. What does that mean afterwards? I have no idea. But I didn't think that was it was that bad. I was happy for um, the women's matchup. Naomi and Lana, Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. Hope that uh, Mandy Rose's backside's okay after slipping on the ramp. Well, on that wet ramp there. Natalia and Tamina, the Riot Squad, Carmella and Billy Kay. This match meant something to me because Natalia and Tamina, who are underrated in the company, were able to win that tag team turmoil match to move over to uh, night two of WrestleMania. But more importantly, Tamina took the pinfall. She administered the pinfall and she won the match for Natalia and Tamina. Two veteran wrestlers that are underrated that need to be able to be in a position where they're winning more, I think. Um, they were able to win that. And that was for the fans, I think, of Natalia and Tamina. And that was well-deserved. I'm happy for them because all those other women, they've been over. They've gotten TV time. And Tamina's Tamina has spent so much time away at, at up and down in her career in the WWE. I know that Vince thinks highly of her because Tamina's in the open 
if you watch WWE programming. Like you see her because I know that Vince had a soft spot for Superfly Snuka. So Tamina Snuka being there, it's interesting. Like Tamina's not an all-time great women's wrestler, but she's in the open for the WWE programming because I think of um, Vince's relationship with uh, Superfly Snuka. So I thought that that was good. I was happy to see those two win that. Um, the Raw Tag Team Championship match, the New Day against uh, AJ Styles and Almost. Okay, I mean, so at some point, AJ Styles is going to talk too much, run his mouth too much, and Almost is going to turn on him, right? And so I don't know where it goes from there, but it's just a typical WWE opposites attract when it comes to uh, a tag team. Instead of having an established tag team, for the long haul, like the New Day or other tag teams have been put together, here's AJ Styles and Almost. Okay, so so that happened, and so I thought that uh, Night One was great. I think that Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair stole the night for Night One, but a very close second for me. Close second was the WWE Heavyweight Championship matchup between Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre. You know, what's cool about it is almost uh, old-school UFC, you got the live interview on the pay-per-view as they were trying to figure out what they're going to do with the rain and the thunder. Like, McIntyre and Lashley had a face-off. Lashley and MVP cut a hell of a promo, and so did Drew McIntyre. It was great. It was fresh because away from the video package, they made you believe, brother, like this is going to go down. And so I thought that that was uh, a very close second uh, as far as the matches. Then Bad Bunny had a great uh, performance. And Cesaro, as I mentioned, I'm happy for him because he was able to get a win at WrestleMania. All right, my friends, coming up. And this podcast will go over night two of WrestleMania. That will be a separate podcast. I hope you get a chance to hear my thoughts about Wrestlemania Night 2, Wrestlemania 37 Night 2 in Tampa, Florida. Don't forget to follow me on Wrestling TWT on Instagram and Twitter. If you missed some of my previous episodes, I talk about NXT Stand and Deliver from the CWC Center. I talk about that. Also, if you missed the conversation with Triple H in the media, uh, that's part of this podcast feed as well. So hear from Triple H and what he thinks about the future of NXT. It's in this podcast feed. Tell people that Jonathan Hood Talks Wrestling, Talks Sports Entertainment, Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday on the ESPN Chicago app and wherever else you get your podcasts. Thanks so much for downloading. Uh, Night 2 of WrestleMania is next on this feed. Thanks for listening.